to read two scriptures. The first is in the Psalms. Look at the Psalms. Psalm 25. (coughs) Psalm 25 is the Psalm of David. We'll read from verse 4. Make me to know thy ways, O Jehovah. Teach me thy paths. Make me to walk in thy truth. And teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, Jehovah, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy loving kindness, remember thou me, for thy goodness' sake, Jehovah. Good and upright is Jehovah, therefore will he instruct sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of Jehovah are loving kindness and truth for such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Jehovah, thou wilt indeed pardon mine iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth Jehovah? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. And just a verse in Galatians 2. Epistle to the Galatians, chapter 2. And verse 20. I am crucified with Christ and no longer live I, but Christ lives in me. But in that I now live in flesh, I live by faith, the faith of the Son of God, who has loved me and given himself for me. Sometimes think, and when I was thinking about the gospel, I was thinking about the ways of God and you know, I sometimes think that the ways of God are almost too wonderful mm. for us to take in. We think of the things that we take for granted. We take account of the earth and the place where we live and where we walk. We take account of the heavens and the sun and the moon and the stars and we reminded that God is the God of creation and it was God that in the beginning created these things And then we think too of how God created man and he created man in his own image and he placed man in a garden, didn't he, in the beginning where everything was perfect. We think of the greatness of God and we think of all that he has done and yet we're reminded too that you only get to the third chapter of the Bible before sin comes in and we see man fall. And we see what man really is. We're challenged, aren't we, as we take account of the way in which the greatness of God and the wonderful things that God has done are just set aside by man. We're in a world now where men just go about pleasing themselves to a large extent. The self-will of man, we see what problems it has caused, whether it be in world affairs or whether it be in family life or whatever it might be the self-will of man what problems it has caused but then we come to this psalm it's a psalm of David and we read this verse make me to know thy ways O Jehovah teach me thy paths you know God is great and wonderful and The power of God and the righteousness of God are things that we can hardly speak about. And yet God has taken account of us. 
and he's prepared to speak to us. And he speaks to us in the glad tidings. He speaks to us that his ways may be made known to us and that he might bring us to himself. Man has fallen, as we've been reminded. He very quickly disobeyed God. Sin came in. That God would just speak to us about the way he would have us to go and the paths which are open to us if only we recognise our need of a saviour and we come to him. So he says, make me to know thy ways, O Jehovah, teach me thy paths. Make me to walk in thy truth and teach me that thou art the God of my salvation. Mm. Well, the gospel is, in a way, I suppose, an opportunity to provide a bit of teaching as to what God has done. God has come out in the person of his Son. Mm. It's a message of hope, it's a message that's available to all, it's a message that we should be taught. That God has come out to us, he's come out to me, he's come out to you, in the person of Jesus. God, he was holy, righteous, he was prepared to send forth his Son, to come here in the person of his Son, that we might know him, that we might come to know God, and not only that, that we might come to trust him and to take him at his word and to believe on all that he has done. He sent his son, he gave his son, he sent him into this world. He realised that despite the way in which he had besought men all down through the ages, think of how God had waited upon men and besought them that they might turn to him. He realised that man was away from himself and that he was not going to be able to be brought back into a relationship with God unless God should provide a remedy. And that remedy was provided in the giving of his Son. He sent Jesus into this world that he might come here and bear the judgment that should have been ours to bear. As away from God, as in our sins and all of sin. All have come short of the glory of God. Mm. He recognised that there was nothing we could do to get right with him, his righteousness, his holiness. We could never come into the presence of God if it were not that he provided a remedy for us. Mm. And that remedy has been provided in the person of his Son. So the psalmist says, Remember, Jehovah, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses for they are from everlasting. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy loving kindness, remember thou me. Well, that's what God has done, you know. He's in his loving kindness. He has remembered me. He's remembered you. He sent forth his Son. Yes, our sins stood in the way. They were too great. They were. It was impossible for us to come into relationship with God because of sin. But dear hearer, God has provided that answer. Mm. Jesus has come <coughs> and went to the cross. Mm. There he suffered mm. and died at the hands of men. There he shed his precious blood, mm. that blood which cleanses from every sin, that offering which was perfectly acceptable in the sight of heaven. Jesus has come and he suffered and died. And uh, he suffered at the hands of a holy and righteous God. Mm. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That's what he did when he went to Calvary. There he suffered, there he died. Mm. But you know the wonder of it is that the Lord Jesus came, he was prepared to go that way. He was prepared to carry out the will of God. 
in going to the cross and shedding his precious blood there, laying down his life. But he not only lay it down, but he's taken it again. Mm. He went into death, he went into the tomb, but he came out victorious. Mm. He said, didn't he, that in three days he would rise again. And he did, in three days he rose, he came out of the tomb, Mm. and he's living, and he's able to come in for you in the way of blessing, if you'll only trust him and believe in that precious work of his at Calvary. (coughs) So the psalmist says, Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions, according to thy loving kindness. Remember thou me, for thy goodness sake, Jehovah. Mm. Oh, how good he's been, how good God is, that he should have provided a remedy, Mm. that he should have sent his son, and that he should have been prepared to put out of sight all our sins, all our transgressions, if we've trusted in that finished work of Jesus at the cross, if we put our faith in that precious shed blood, if we know what it is to believe on the one who came and the one who took away our sins through that perfect offering. So he says, Good and upright is Jehovah, therefore (coughs) will he instruct sinners in the way. So it is the opportunity, isn't it, of hearing the gospel, of hearing (coughs) God's instruction, that we should repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the instruction, not a difficult one, but how difficult men find it. You see, self gets in the way, and men are occupied with themselves and their own will and wanting to do their own thing, not wanting to be obedient to God. How difficult it is, isn't it, Mm. to repent. But that's all that's required, repentance. Repent of your sin. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that says, thou shalt be saved. So the way is there. The way way in which sinners can get right with God. It says, the meek will he guide in judgment. And the meek will he teach his way. It's not the haughty. You know, the haughty spirit is a barrier to to getting right with God. But the meek can hear and receive the word. And will come to trust the Saviour for themselves. All the powers of Jehovah are loving kindness and truth for such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Well, it's just an impression as to the goodness and greatness of God and all that he has done, but the remedy that he's provided, that we should come into blessing through believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. It says at the end of where I read, What man is he that feareth Jehovah? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. Well, what about you? Do you fear Jehovah? Do you recognise that the time is coming when judgment will come upon this earth? We were reading about some of these things this afternoon. Judgment will come upon this poor world. Those that have not trusted the Saviour, those that have not believed God and taken him at his word, will be judged. But then it says, if a man fears Jehovah... He will be instructed in the way that he should choose. Well, the fear of Jehovah, it says elsewhere, doesn't it, is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom is that you should come to the Saviour, trust him for yourselves, recognise your need of him. You'll be shown the way that you should choose. So it says another place, choose this day whom you will serve. There was a test, wasn't there, just to whether they would serve God or not. Mm. Well, what about you? Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve self-will and 
go along with the things of this world or are you going to choose to serve God mm. and come to know the Saviour trust him for yourselves well I just read that verse in Galatians there is a challenge isn't it it says I am crucified with Christ and no longer live I well it's the Apostle Paul speaking he knew something of what this was do I know what it is to go out of sight that's what being crucified with Christ involves that I myself should go out of sight the life that I might think is all encompassing down here is as nothing compared with what God has to offer he has to offer life everlasting to come to know the Saviour to trust him and to know what it is to have eternal life that's God's promise to us if we believe on Jesus if we trust in that work which he did at Calvary's cross we'll have eternal life it's a promise of God Mm. and you know it can be known by everyone who puts their faith and trust in the Saviour but what a test these words are I am crucified with Christ and no longer live I but Christ lives in me well I wish I knew more of that and wish I knew more of what it was as trusting the Saviour to know what it was for Christ to live in me but then it says but in that I now live in flesh we are in conditions here which in the natural state of things we live in flesh but it says I live by faith the faith of the son of God who has loved me and given himself for me well faith is the substantiating of things hoped for if we've trusted Jesus if we've taken him taken that work at Calvary to ourselves if we've appropriated that blood which is shed you know we can come to know the joy and blessing of having an eternal hope (coughs) of of looking forward to a day soon to come Mm. when we shall be with him but we enjoy that hope by faith we have faith faith that God will do what he said he will do we take God at his word we have faith that we look to that day when the Saviour will come and take all those who love him to be with himself. In the meantime, we have the opportunity just to bear testimony to what he has done. He's, he's been to the cross, he suffered and died there. He shed his precious blood for you. Have you availed yourself of that work at Calvary? Well, these are just a few simple thoughts. How good God is, how we need to rely more on those things which are sure and certain Mm. things down here are very uncertain Mm. things down here will soon pass away but the things of God are eternal his blessings are eternal the hope that he's given us the the prospect of his spending eternity with Jesus Mm. in the presence of God you know these things are real Mm. and true and by faith we can lay hold of them for ourselves while we just trust that everyone here They have trusted the Saviour, trusted that finished work at Calvary, and for themselves come to know and to have the hope of what it will be to spend eternity with Jesus. Don't put off the day, we don't know how much longer we may have. Time is short, day is soon coming, and the Saviour will come, and the day of grace as we speak of it will be closed. It says, doesn't it, today is the accepted time. Now is the time to trust him. Now is the time to accept that work at Calvary. Now is the time to take God at his word 
and to be obedient to it. Well, may we know the joy and blessing of these things for his name's sake. Amen.